0: Welcome back to another episode of Touchline Thoughts powered by the Garage Door Sports Network. I'm Murphy Manji. It's episode number 10. But before I let my excitement get the better of me, here's some music for y'all. is episode 10 I have with me two gentlemen who are my co-hosts over at the flagship show garage door sports I like to rewelcome the founder of the network Nick McVicker and welcome the host and the man I usually get my soccer betting information from from the betting house pod Kyle Vardy how's it going Nick
1: it's good man happy to be on uh, always love joining this show love to talk soccer because we don't do it enough on the main show hint hint boys
0: well we have football there so some sort of football I guess I guess Vardy, how are you doing today? It's not the morning. See, I did it in the evening. It's,
2: it's, it's not the morning, but I'm somehow still tired. Does that work?
1: Um, no. What so it happens when you go through a full day of work, right?
2: It's It's been a long week. Let's put it that way. Um, speaking of soccer betting, that Tuesday did not go to plan, but today was a little bit better. So hey,
0: Athletico let you down even when you didn't bet for
2: them. Oh, multiple teams let me down yesterday. Oh, God, it was... Uh, yeah, it was a rough one. Let's it that way.
0: Well, I'm glad you're both on, especially for the 10th episode. I think it's a, it's a good way to have our episode for the show. So thanks, guys. No problem. All right, well, we're going to move on to our starting 11 today, which is brought to us by Shenzi Shack. Don't forget to give the Shack and the Chef Sab a follow on Instagram as they bring you cuisines from around the world. Visit their Instagram page and book your meals. Fun fact, the Shack is doing a pop-up in Vancouver for the next month. So if you're in the Vancouver area, She will be there to um, have food for you. So just order off her Instagram page and then she'll be back in the GTA Toronto area and maybe she'll move around. We don't know, but hopefully that works out for her. All right, so boys, the FIFA best players and goalkeepers and coaches came out a couple of days ago or I guess a week ago now. Um, I thought we'd talk about it. We pick our, our winners and then hopefully one of us is right. And if there's betting on it, then maybe we'll make some money off of it, right?
1: Uh, oh you can find
2: betting on it if you I'm, look I'm hard. Saying, enough. I'll I'll have to check to be honest. I'm not sure.
0: Well maybe Kyle, you'll you'll put a bet on this and win something for it. At least they won't let you down like athletically.
2: It's true. I'll trust your I'll trust your judgments to put that <laughs> way.
0: All right. So why don't we start over at the best FIFA women's player of the year? Uh, a couple of nominees that have done a fantastic job over the course of the season. Uh, Lucy Bronze, Delphine Cascarino. Carolyn Graham Henson, Pernille Harder, Jennifer Hermoso, Jisoo Yin, Sam Kerr, Saki Kumagai, Jazen, Jazenifer Morozan, Mar- Vivin, uh, Midema, and Wendy Bernard. Um, I just butchered half the names. I, I was
2: gonna say that, that that didn't sound
0: right. I was just like, I wasn't going to list them. And then I was like, well, I I don't think there's any way
2: of properly saying all those names without butchering at least a couple. Like, yeah, I apologize. yeah but we should
1: be ge- we should be getting most of them boys. Okay. We should yeah. be getting most of them.
0: I don't know if I had to put a French accent on something or not.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: That up Anyway. Um, any, any surprises in the names that are put in here? I'll, I'll pass this to Nick first.
1: Um, I wasn't really surprised with any of the names. I think all of them had a great year. Uh, a little disappointing you don't see uh Kitty Shabikan up there, but at the same time that's super biased towards Canadian soccer, so I'm okay with saying that out loud. She was probably on the next list for sure, but other than that, I think I think they got the right group of players uh in the finals, which doesn't happen very often when it comes to FIFA, let's be honest here.
0: I'll they'll pick one from left field and go, Wait, what? That that name that guy didn't even play for half the year. That lady didn't play for half the year. Yeah. Um
1: I think they got this list right though. Yeah.
0: A lot of familiar names uh repeat names from the um, the best player of the year that was the UEFA best player of the year that was announced a little while ago. Yeah. So I mean it's a good it's a good overlap in a way because then we know that it's not just for one competition but it's for everything. Yeah. Um Kyle, uh, what did you think of this list?
2: Um to be honest, I think pretty much everybody on this list I think is absolutely deserving of potentially winning this award as well. Um I don't think there's any real name that jumps off the page that doesn't deserve to be um, in the list, to be honest. Um, I do think there's a couple favorites for sure um, that could definitely win, but honestly, you, you could definitely make a case for pretty much anybody.
0: So who's your winner then?
2: Um, my winner is probably Vivian uh, Medema, uh, just out of Arsenal. I think um, her stats kind of explain themselves, especially this year. Um, just a dominant player in every aspect of the game and truly, I guess one of the FIFA's best, I guess, is really what you'd say without, you know, putting a pun on it.
0: She's uh, she's deadly in front of the net. And I think Arsenal fans are grateful for her, especially when she shows up and scores. Uh, Nick.
1: Yeah. So mine comes down to two players. Uh, Maidema for sure has to be up there. If you're looking offensive talent, there's none better in the world right now than Maidema. She always knows where the net is and always finds a way to either be involved on the scoring end or the assisting end. It's, it's pretty incredible. So you have to have her up there. Uh, the other one is on the opposite end of the field. Um, and Wendy Renard, she's phenomenal. An absolute brick wall defender for Olympic Lyonnais, the captain of that Lyonnais side that won Champions League. And uh, I mean, when you're doing that on in a year where – the craziness that it has been 2020, you know she's amazing at what she does. So she has to be in consideration as a top two. Also want to shout out Sam Kerr. She was awesome for Chelsea all year, but I just think the other two are mm-hmm. just ahead.
0: Of course. I mean, when you think of Wendy Renard in the women's game, you think of consistency and championship yeah, exactly. I agree It's hard to knock her any other year. And I think Buchanan is close. And I think yeah. when we see the tail end of – Bernard's career, we'll we'll see the canon up there,
1: and I think like in the year where Champions League meant so much to all of these clubs, the captain of the winning team of Champions League that has to carry some weight oh, for wow. this award.
0: Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, she missed out in the UEFA awards there, and I unfortunately will not be choosing her either. And I think it's going to be for me, Pernille Harder. Um, if you saw her last year with Wolfsburg and the year before and then making that big money transfer over to Chelsea for a very good reason. Uh, Chelsea was smart for that one. Um, she would be my winner. I, I think for her it will be a sweep uh, in terms of both pre- prestigious awards this year and I think if there's a Ballon d'Or this year I don't think there is. Um, no, but it's just were, these awards. Um, so, I mean, she would, she would take that for me just because of what she's been able to do and she was fun to watch for for yeah. Wolfsburg, it was unfortunate they didn't go through, but they lost to the eventual champion. So. Yeah,
1: Pernil so. Hard is a great, good shout, too. For sure, a good shout.
0: All right, so it's good we picked different people. Doesn't usually happen.
1: <laughs> Not True. for us, no. <laughs> we, we, we usually end up agreeing on something. Hold on. There's four, there's five more awards, okay? Yeah, Don't I, get ahead I, of us. You know,
0: it's pretty good. We're all for one on getting there all, all together, so... Uh, let's check the next one. We're going to move on to the goalkeepers for the best FIFA women's goalkeeper. Um,
1: women's keeper. Okay.
0: Women's keeper. Yeah. I don't want to list out all the names so and butcher it. So I'll leave it for you guys. Why don't you guys? There, go? I, I got this. Okay. <laughs> I, I
1: got this for you, Irfan. I can do this. There okay, go. And Catherine Berger from Germany and Chelsea FC. Sarah buhati from France and Olympic Lyonnais. Christian Endler, Chile, Paris Saint Germain. Hedvig Lindahl from Sweden, Wolfsburg, and then Atletico Madrid. Alyssa Nair from the U.S. and Chicago Red Stars. And Ellie Roebuck from England and Man City. There's your nominees. on take it away again.
0: <laughs> uh, any surprises on this list, boys? Or, or do you have a clear-cut winner here? Because I, I think no. there's it's a couple of names. No? Uh,
2: for, for surprises, I don't really think so. Um, for clear-cut... F- I'm a- sorry. Sorry. I'm a little
1: surprised that they did include a, uh, NWSL keeper Mm -hmm. just because I don't, didn't think the NWSL got a whole lot of credit on the FIFA stage, even though it obviously deserves to, I just, I'm a little surprised that she's there, but she deserves to be there at the same time. Like, I don't think she doesn't deserve to be there. I'm just surprised that they included her.
2: Yeah. Well, that's a... That's why, in my opinion, it didn't really surprise me because she deserves to be there. But yeah, but you know I what just, I mean. Yeah, right? yeah, no, but the, the recognition there's, I guess, different tiers of what you would normally get with recognition, and it's not always in the top tier. Yeah, but when
0: you compare it to every other name, there's nobody from the NWO so yeah. present oh,
2: there,
0: for which sure. is also for very sure. surprising. Because I mean, Martha, who is a steadfast performer, didn't get a knock, uh, a nominee either. Sorry, and Alex Morgan could get one even though she was off last year. I mean. Tobin, Heath, Christian Press. like There's names that if you're going to compare Christine Sinclair, right, guys? So I'm a little surprised with that one. And if they're going to add um, Alyssa Nair there, I think Ashlyn Harris from the Orlando Pride.
1: Yeah, she, she was me. the next one though, right? She yeah. was the next one for sure.
0: Because of like her team was crap, but she was, she was the only bright spot on that team. And that, and that says a lot. So I was mm-hmm. surprised at that point. But uh, other than that, who's your winner? Nick.
1: My winner, mm-hmm. I'm I'm down to two again. So I'm going to go with uh, Lindahl from Wolfsburg and Buhadi from Olympic Lyonnais again. Lyonnais being as good as they were, you have to have a stout keeper behind you. And she stood out for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lindahl, same thing for Wolfsburg. They had a great year in the German league and they ended up winning it. And that doesn't happen if you don't have a good keeper, as we're going to see in the men's side as well. Like if you don't have a good keeper, you're not winning a whole lot. So the fact that these two won their respective like Champions League and German league respectively, like that that says a lot. Already?
2: Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm I'm kinda of down to two as well. Uh and Katrine Berger Um is probably my number two, I think. Uh with with how she played with Chelsea this year, obviously conceding. I think it was two goals, I think is what she can concede with three clean sheets. Um, But then Lindahl is probably my number one. Um, Obviously an undefeated season with Wolfsburg kind of shows how well she actually played too. Um, And obviously the stats can kind of, kind of talk for themselves. So um, that would be my top two. Uh, I can see it going both ways, but I'd probably give the edge to Lindahl.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think you guys are wrong with what Lindahl was doing, especially at the national level and, at the league level and making a move over to Atletico, which solidifies their defensive goals, I think it helps. Um, yeah. I mean, Atletico were not bad defensively last year. Their shape wasn't poor, but I think having someone in the back that's going to bark out orders, but also get the job done in that. Super-
1: it's all, it also helps just having the sure hands because that, that gives your defense confidence that, okay, even if we make a tiny mistake, she's going to bail us out. Yeah, right?
0: It's not going to be a Robert Green where it might go through your hands. No, no, you actually might oh. trust this
1: leader too soon
0: um, oh. too soon and i don't know um i <laughs> would say sarah bahudi uh for me would be the winner just because of consistency to win and um i mean she didn't face a lot of competition except for maybe in the finals but uh yeah i mean you can go one dollar you can go Bahudi. speaking of the coaches of these teams well i guess we're going to talk about them um best fifa women's coach um this one for me i think was a toss-up boys uh just because of the pedigree coming out of each and every coach like domestically they're they're so dominating when you look at like say Barcelona's coach and Cortez or you're comparing it over to Emma Hayes for Chelsea who has a 57.24% win record as a Chelsea boss um, yeah. like she's won anything and everything in England and I think that speaks volumes there you talk about the the new boy he's actually new for Olympic Lyonnais but Jean-Luc Vessier, um <laughs> the man just started in 2019 but he's won everything coach of the year um, trophies uh, in France, the the champions league, like he's come in and sweeped it all for them. Uh, you can talk about Serena Wegman, who ever since 2017, when they won the Euros has changed the playing style for the Dutch and continues to do so, especially with having a talented forward like Miedema. Um, I mean, this one was a toss up. Like I had to look at the stats. Like you can even look at Rita Garino for Juve. They're a serial trophy winner in Italy. Haven't done it at the the Europe level, but they're league wise are so good. So I mean, I had a hard time picking this one, boys. Maybe, what did you think?
1: Did you say so, me? Yeah. Saying, uh, go ahead. Anyone? Anyone? Just jump. Kyle, Kyle, you go first, buddy. You go first.
2: Um, I honestly, I kind of agree. It was definitely a struggle trying to choose one. Um, kind of a coin flip for me between, at least in my opinion, probably a large investor. Um. I think Lurch obviously bringing Wolfsburg to the success they had in uh, the Bundesliga and the German cup and also coming going to the final of the women's champions league as well. um, Definitely was huge, but I think the edge goes to Versailles with obviously getting the the French, French double as well as the champions league uh, win. So um, that's probably my edge. But then again, it, it also goes back to the female player of the year type thing where it's, you could definitely make a case for pretty much anybody on this list.
1: Yeah, I think uh, same, too, with me, For as Kyle said. Uh, Wegman's probably third for me, the Netherlands coach. But I'm actually going to lean towards Lurch. Uh, he, you mentioned it, Kyle, undefeated season. Like That doesn't happen very often. And I know it comes down to the players on the field for sure, but the coach needs to know the ro- how to rotate the players in. The coach needs to understand what it takes to make sure that, okay, if this person needs a rest, I need to put this in and I need to change the system a little bit. That doesn't happen with just any coach. So I'm going to give this one to Lurch because you don't see undefeated seasons very often.
2: No. And it's got, it's gotta be the perfect system that he puts in too, right? It's, it's any coach just can't go in and put their own system in. I don't think they would lead to an undefeated season. So it's, uh, I think that's a, that's a great point for his, uh, chance of winning i guess is what you could say i mean i
0: think they were a little undone facing Lyon in the semifinals, whereas in the finals because it felt like a, a final match right and i think that that speaks volumes for him there um i'm gonna pick a, a different option just because i think i like how we're different today uh <laughs> i'm gonna go emma hayes i mean i watched part of chelsea season this year and most of it last year and i thought uh, she did a great job for the coaching staff and what the players are doing and i think bringing in Pernille Harder, like convincing her to leave Wolfsburg um, was tough. And I mean, she also wanted to have a new challenge. And I think that speaks volumes to her as a manager. So I'm going to go ahead and my haze just because we're going to be different today. Um, uh, But I think you're right. There's so many coaches here that you can pick and say to them, they're they're, they're winners and they deserve to win. All right, let's move over to the men's side because we spent some time on the the women's side there. Uh, FIFA men's player of the year. Guys, I don't think... There's an argument with this one. Uh, I think this gentleman should deserve it and and win it. Um, am I wrong if we're thinking the same person, or am I
1: right?
2: Uh, we're I'm all thinking Alfonso was... Davies, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, same team. Same team. Same team. Yeah. Uh, I, think... I I was going to say it's Lewandowski. Correct. That's the only person
1: about. who might be able to jump in and nip this is Virgil Van Dyke, in my opinion. And and I only say that because he. Liverpool, what they did, winning the winning the EPL for the first time, and all the stuff that they had to go through, they deserve a lot of credit. And Van Dijk was the Stonewall of that team, but no, Lewandowski was just so good. And like he didn't even play every game, all ninety minutes. Like he sat out a lot, and when he came in, sometimes he came in in like the seventieth minute, and you know, nip three goals. Like (laughs) it didn't matter when he came into the game; he always managed to find a way to get on the score sheet. So i think it has to be level
0: yeah i don't i don't i can't disagree with that one i think the monster year that byron had um and him just being able to score he's always been a very good goal scorer and
1: I oh absolutely he's
0: getting, he's getting his recognition because we are winning and you know what no one else is coming anywhere near him which
2: is great it's so. utter dominance is really what it was can we, can we
1: question though why the hell is sergio ramos on a best awards list anymore Like, I don't think he deserves to be there. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think he deserves to be in, what, the top 10? Like, that's what this list is, the top 10. Why is he there? I feel like there's more players that are just a little bit better than him this past season. He was not the dominant player he was two, three, four years ago where he deserved to be on the list every year. Yeah.
0: I think think the reason he's on that is, I guess, he's the MVP of that Real team they haven't been great and i think
1: he great they don't deserve a person then if he's the mvp they don't deserve someone on the top 10 <laughs> good,
0: guys i think it's like uh, de facto we got to give you a player ronaldo's not there so who do we give it to uh ramos question mark i mean i think benzema I, they could have
1: put if... courtois
0: yeah if anything. that would have
1: been a better shout in my opinion because i think he did more for that team than ramos this year yeah,
0: benzema did more Benitez jr did more
2: yeah but with this could they put a goaltender there
1: yeah no, they well, can they Oh yeah. So I
0: thought,
2: well, I thought they were. They, I thought the goaltender was in a separate separate. separate it style. is,
1: but they can, they technically can win both. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't see it. Yet. Yeah. There's All no right. keeper on the list, so I can't say. But yeah.
0: We don't know yet. Maybe, maybe in a few years or something. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So, FIFA Men's Best Goalkeeper. Uh, any surprises there of who we think are we gonna sweep this one as well to one individual? Or I'm
2: kind of surprised Kepa's not up there. To be honest, like.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can't believe it. What is he not doing on there? Come on. Uh the only one that I'm surprised is on here is Navas, but I mean they had to give six, so I can't really like I can't really think of anyone that could go ahead of him that isn't on the list. But like I don't think he deserves to be in the same conversation as the other five
2: necessarily. <laughs> I think I think you're I think you and our font are kind of hoping somebody else would be on the list, but definitely is not deserving of the list. Who? Your goaltender.
1: Oh, no, Van Der Star had needs to be as far away from this list as possible off of this past season. God, he was awful.
0: No, it is not there. I was say, yeah. um, I mean, if you're looking for a sixth keeper, just throwing it out there, but uh, Ajax's Andre Onana could be – Yeah, a... Onana
1: was good, but the problem is he plays for Ajax in that Dutch league, which is poop. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but still, I mean, if you're looking to fill a spot, why
1: not give? It no, one? I, I I get what you're saying, and I think they just filled the spot with Navas because he's PSG, right? Yeah. Mm. And when he played, he was alright. He was yeah, no, he was good. I think he had a good year. I'm just saying, like, he's not yet anywhere close to the other five. Mm.
2: So if we if we know the number one for sure, what who's number? What's your second then? If we already know the number one.
1: Wait, do we even see it? what our number
0: one
2: is? Well, I think it's Neuer, to be honest. All right, just double
0: check.
2: Unless, I'm, unless I'm, unless my one and two a,
1: are a lot closer okay. than you guys but okay. I'll let Irfan answer this question first um who's your number two? number
0: two because I I mean if anyone who gets closer that is Allison and it's a, it's a bit of a drop-off I think because Allison wasn't fully healthy last year but they did win what why are you looking at me like that uh,
1: <laughs> that's not my number two that's not my number two that's why
2: no <laughs> that, I think the same my my number two is probably whole Black, to be honest
1: Wow, we're all over the map on this one. I like it. Yeah, we're all over today. Okay, what's your? (laughs) Sorry,
2: we're all over number two. Number one, we're all
1: together.
0: Wait, are you going to go Thibaut Courtois?
1: I am going Thibaut Courtois, and the only reason I go Courtois is not because of how necessarily how his team played, but he was a wall behind that Real team. He just got absolutely peppered this year (laughs) because they played like crap. Oh,
2: it's like his Chelsea years. Nice. Huh? It's like his Chelsea years.
1: Yeah, but the difference is he made saves and
2: he made saves in both
1: it's the same thing and he so, deserved credit that, back that, that, then I thought no, you were saying that's, Kepa that's for what, a second. no
2: that's what I'm saying
1: I thought you were saying Kepa for a second I'm no. like Kepa doesn't make saves though no, 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 no. um so Courtois is actually a close second for me to Neuer but I still think Neuer's number one yeah. yeah
0: I mean it's hard to argue
1: Bayern. I feel bad for Ter Stegen, though in my opinion like He's like he is definitely in the top five, but he is firmly placed in that fifth spot. Five spot <laughs> like, yeah,
0: 100%. He wants displaced um Neuer even on the German squad. I don't think it's happening. Even no. even though they, they got smacked 6-0 against Spain, I don't think oh, that
1: was that was an interesting game that, that. That was bad. That was bad. That was an interesting match. So
0: all right, let's go to the let's end it up with uh the, the FIFA men's coaches. Uh, again, our, is our number one the same person, boys?
1: I I think so. Yeah.
0: I, we didn't mention a Byron sweep, so is this our Bayern sweep? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I think yeah. I think Flick deserves it for sure. Um, mm-hmm. With what he did with that Bayern squad, again, like it comes down to sort of the same thing that we talked about with the Wolfsburg manager, where she or where he uh, managed to go undefeated the Byron coach needed to have the right systems. He needed to have the right rotation to get what they got out of Germany and the champions league. And it worked. He, he got everything possible out of his squad last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Klopp at second. I don't know about you guys, but that, that's kind of where I'm leaning and I'm still confused as to why Zidane is on this list.
0: Well, let's pass Zidane off and put Eric 10 Hag of the Ajax. Yeah. But again, apparently Ajax doesn't get enough credit. So um <laughs>
1: No, I was. I surprised. think Irfan wants Ajax to win something. I don't know, yes, Kyle. What do you, you? think? I I, th- I think he might be fishing, just, just
2: trying just to throw it a little. Him, see, if, see if something's gonna bite. Like my team, like Ajax. Come on. Um,
1: He's <laughs> gonna be rocking an Ajax jersey after Christmas. I guarantee it.
2: Well, oh, that's the that, that's the Christmas gift, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent.
1: All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Who's your second, Kyle? Uh, I got I got Klopp a second as well. I think with what he did with Liverpool, I think is um, well deserving of at least a nomination, if not strong consideration for that top spot. Um, And I do agree. I don't think Zidane should be there. I think, yeah, sure, the IX coach potentially, but I also think Pep probably should be up there as well, at least for a nomination, um, just with what he does. And his uh, mastery, I guess, of what he of, of his team and brings them to basically show up, other than this year when it comes to betting. But we're not you know another about
1: you know another coach that could be in consideration
2: mm-hmm.
1: is Lester's coach after the crap start that they had, and he managed to turn that around and put them into a pretty decent spot in England. And the start of this year, mm-hmm. he probably deserves some recognition. Just just throwing it out there.
0: I think he gets the respect around England. I don't think he gets 100 percent around, yeah. so, which is unfortunate, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't argue, guys. Klopp deserves it. I think he's changed the atmosphere over in Liverpool. Um, Made them into winners, and I I don't think that's hard to disagree with. But I think Hansi Flick this year going undefeated for God knows how long until yesterday, drawing against Atletico Madrid. So, I mean, that ends their streak there. But still, like, it's hard to argue.
2: My, my, My number three would definitely be Bielsa, by the way.
0: Yeah, Marcelo Bielsa just I don't, with, think,
1: I don't think he finishes three but i agree with
2: you no but but just with what he's done with leads and how they've got promoted and how competitive they have been is including this year where they are pushing the top teams to win on every given day i just i think it's it's great and i think he does he's well deserving but obviously will he finish top three probably not it will probably be zidane who finishes two anyways if if it goes everything as according to plan but I'm just saying, that that's that's usually how awards go, is the, the one person you don't think that's deserving ends up being the number two.
1: Yeah, that would be awful.
0: It would, but then they'd be like, well, Real Madrid, it's Zizou. Zizou gets to get something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they
1: were poopy and, this year.
0: I don't think that matters to them. <laughs> I think at that point, it's like, hey, we did something, and then they'll get a bonus, even mm-hmm. though Real Madrid just had, like, a $38 million loss because of COVID. So, I don't know if they'll be happy about that. So, <laughs> for Real Madrid's sake, I think they don't want him anywhere on the top there.
1: Yeah, very true. All
0: right, boys, that was good. That ends the starting 11 today. Uh, remember, it was brought to us by Shenzi Shack. They're doing a pop-up in Vancouver for the month, so if you're in that area and you want some good food, um, hey, Chef Sav has you covered. All right, quickly, because we went uh, a little over on the, the original segment there, uh, let's talk about the biggest news that came out of the MLS. Greg Vanney steps down as TFC manager and I can see Nick's uh, TFC jersey in the background there Uh, I'll let you start then what does this mean for TFC moving forward and I guess Greg Fanny moving forward
1: it's a loss for TFC for sure I mean you're looking at a guy who came in and brought a an entire mindset to a team that for a long time struggled like there's no doubt about it TFC was awful for a very very long portion of their uh, lifetime basically And he came in and he sort of steadied the ship and he did what he knew needed to be done to right the wrongs that were happening before. So he deserves so much credit for the powerhouse that TFC has become. And they have become a powerhouse. Like they are perennial Eastern Conference favorites every year at the beginning of the season. Playoffs is another issue because either they win it or they're out in the first round.
2: Sounds like another Toronto team. (laughs)
1: Yes, but that Toronto team doesn't win it Very sure So, like, he deserves so much credit And I think he got caught, honestly, at the end of his time Between two different ideologies within the club Because they wanted to win There's no doubt about it Everyone wants to win And they had the squad to do it But they didn't have the depth And the problem was is that the club also wanted him to bring in youth So that's the other ideology You're going from winning and youth And those two don't always mix. And it's hard to say how the youth would have done because he was being told, you have to win, you have to win, you have to win. And his best 11 was the squad that he was putting out most of the time. But when you put out the best 11 over and over and over again, they get injuries, they get get caught a lot, they get tired. And we saw it in that first round is that those guys just weren't right, whether it was injuries or whether it was the fact that they were tired. Something wasn't right about that team that took on Nashville and they got their butts handed to them, and rightfully so. So I think he has done everything with the club that he possibly could have. There's, there's nothing left for him to do in, in Toronto. So it was a good time for him to say, hey, I know you guys are caught between two ideologies. I'm not the man to try to maneuver this tightrope. I'm going to move on it sucks because he, you saw in his press conference afterwards and his interviews and everything, like when he brought up his players, he was moved to tears. Like this guy does not want to leave his team, but he needs to leave the club. And I think mm-hmm. that's, that was the logical thing for him to do.
0: Yeah. You recognize that as a crossroad, like you said, I think what are we doing? Are we re- rebuilding or what's the integration happening? So I think for TFC moving forward, they need a manager that the fans are going to love. Cause I think, argue like without a doubt without any arguments that it's greg fanny that it fans fell in love with and fell in love with his team through him and what he brought to the to the field
1: kyle what yeah do you for think, sure what do you for think sure.
0: of greg fanny leaving out uh
2: i think yeah i think it's a huge blow i think it really is i think um nick nailed him i had that one it's he brought one word and that's stability and that's really what tfc needed because they were you know they were thought of the hot shots, they were thought of the top team, but could never deliver. And then Vanny showed up and brought them stability and brought them a more a complete team um, compared to what they were. And I think whoever steps in, I don't I don't think they've announced anybody or anything no, like no, that. No. So um I think they gotta uh, they gotta choose a direction. They gotta choose if they're going all for it, and they gotta I think they got as Nick said, they gotta fill that depth because you looked at it when they were trying to score against Nashville in the in the playoffs. They had nobody on the bench to even go in. If somebody was either injured, or they were playing uh, people that I wouldn't really truly rely on to go score an extra goal if I needed. Um, I think they need to fill in that th- those backup forwards that can fill in, uh, backup defenders, whatever it may be, um, to truly give their veteran presence a rest every now and then. I, you know, Altador can't play 75 minutes of every game. He's just not there anymore. And I think they have to realize that. And I think um, whoever does come in to fill in has to take charge and say, this is the way we're going. And if you don't like it, then don't hire me. Yeah.
1: And you look at at the lineup that they brought into that Nashville game. They had listed five defenders on the bench out of nine possible subs. Mm Mm-hmm. And they had two strikers in Akinola and Mullins, who Mullins is a fine bench player, but I'm not putting him in at the end of a game to go score me a goal. Like, no. he is a rotation player at best at this point. And then you have the young Ralph preso uh, Bonge. Like, he's not – these are not guys, like, other than Ile. Io. Io can go in and score. We've seen that all season. He was fine but the other guys are not attacking players. Simone Zavaleta, Gallagher, Gallardo, and Frazier are not coming in to score you a goal. They're all defensive players. Mm-hmm. Frazier is technically a midfielder. I don't know why they list him as a defender, but like he's not coming in to score you a goal regardless. He's taking over for Michael Bradley, and that's really all he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Why, are, why is that the lineup for a playoff game? It doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, and I think his hands were tied. Like you, He had no choice but to go with his bets there and go – I know you're not healthy but nothing i can really do because look at my bench
2: there's no better option yeah
0: well pretty much greg vanney we will miss you in toronto because i think you changed the culture and i think you changed the approach tfc can take in the future so
1: by the way if he's not the coach they lose that game in regulation oh just throwing that out there
0: yeah
1: Yeah, they, they lost an extra time if he's not there they lose in regulation
2: to, you know, to be honest i would argue that he actually made tfc in toronto what they truly are right now absolutely um yeah. he he really he really changed the culture of the city and truly backing that team um and truly wanting to support tfc so it's going to be a huge loss for sure Yeah.
0: all right yep. we'll end it off with that um that ends our extra time segment today uh Again, Greg Vanney, if you're listening to this, we hope you are. Uh, good luck with your future, and we will miss you in Toronto. We didn't
1: give our predictions of where he ends up, Irfan. Come on.
0: Oh, would you yeah. like to quickly – all right. Why don't you quickly do that? That can be your final thought then. What about
2: Kyle? Uh, I, LAFC.
0: LAFC. There you go. <laughs> I,
1: either of the LA teams or Europe, that's where he's going. I don't yeah. think he goes anywhere else in MLS except for one of the two LA squads.
0: Yeah. I'd like to see him in Europe just to see if um, he can translate that success over the pond. All right. We're good with extra time there. We can end it off. We can sign off boys. We're good.
2: Yeah, I'll allow it.
0: (laughs) All right, boys, any final thoughts? So we're good to go.
2: I mean, I'm Uh, interested to see who wins to be honest out of these awards, uh, December 17th, I think is when they get finally announced. So we'll see if it's a clean sweep of Bayern on the men's side.
1: My final thought, my final thought is very, very important for any young soccer player out there. Learn to take a pedally kick. I'm not kidding. Learn to take a pedally kick. It is so important, and we saw it yesterday in the Forge match because they took two kicks that were awful, just awful. By the way, learned how to read keepers too because that keeper was begging you to shoot that way on the first two kicks, and both of them just obliged and kicked it right at him. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you for you
0: join Canada Kicking Academy so you can learn how to. Kick and punt, but also work on your kicking skills. I
1: don't know. They, they don't think do they them. do that there.
0: I don't know. I game like soccer, so I'm doing a little. I work.
1: would happily teach. My team was undefeated in shootouts growing up. Oh I didn't God, miss it. Here we go.
2: Irfan, you let him into this. Come oh, on.
1: Okay, well, we're done. That's <laughs> <gonna end> it. <laughs>
0: if you want to learn how to kick or take a penalty or learn the game yeah. of soccer, a little bit more past the, the podcast, you can reach out to Nick at Nick McVicker, Kyle uh, does your betting. So if you want to lose some money, gain some money, look over at Kyle Barty or at the betting
1: house yeah. there.
2: <laughs> he leads with lose money. A big, big, <laughs> uh, big changes coming this week. So stay tuned.
1: I love how he leads with lose money though. <laughs> if you want to lose money, follow Kyle.
2: <laughs> lose money, win money, yeah. win money.
0: Um, but yeah, if you want to give us a, a like or a rating over at touchline th or you can follow me and our fun she. I don't just do soccer, but I do soccer, so um give us some love because we're awesome. And don't forget to follow our network at Garage Door Sport or visit our website at Garage sports.com Um there's always articles, whether it's in soccer or different sports. Uh give us give us that love because we totally deserve it. Uh and don't forget to follow our segment sponsor, Shen Shack for some good food. All right, boys. Appreciate you joining me today um always a pleasure you can join me whenever you want um but yeah that that does it so thank you all for listening and we will see you next match day cheers